Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here. What the rules are. Jamie, I'm supposed to say something here, right? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's been so long, I forget what... Let me check my notes. <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, yeah, here it is. Here it is. I have to say, welcome to Walkers. Okay. Welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 208. 208. Jamie, <laughs> we were officially caught up by the Brooklyn Boys podcast, which got to 207 <gasps> last week. Uh-oh. We were stuck on 207 since what year? I don't even remember. But now this is 208. We are now one episode ahead of the Brooklyn Boys podcast. So yay. <laughs> I guess yay. I'm on both of them. So I'm just keeping track. You're a busy man. <laughs> well, we started like how many years before the Brooklyn Boys? Years. <laughs> But we, 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 unfortunately, we take off some time when there's no show and there's no episodes. However, this being the end of February, I think we're going to go straight through April with mm-hmm. part two of season 11. Oh, and yeah. then b- before you know it, Fear the Walking Dead will be back. World Beyond will not be back. But there's new shows coming out. So we'll talk about those. We have lots of news before we break down the episode. Before we break down the episode, uh, did you like the episode? Very much so. By the way, I'm David Brody from uh, Light, Light FM in New York. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm David Brody from Elvis in the Morning Show. That's Jamie from Light <laughs> FM in New York. That's how long it's been. I don't work at Light FM. I mean, I would. It's a great station. But are you guys playing Christmas music yet? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, it's, it's February. You guys start soon, right? We sprinkle right? it in sometimes. We sprinkle it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There was a massive bullshit on one scene. Which I, which of course I will call bullshit. I already know what you're going to say. Do you? All right. Well, all right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I think I do. <laughs> and then Marcus, one of our uh, loyal uh, listeners. Oh, Marcus. Okay. So Marcus's uh, questions, that's at Marcus DC, are very similar to the bullshit I called. Oh, you wrote same. So you know. You already know. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking in my head, too. Yeah. 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 Okay. That, what? What? So let's get to, let's get to the news. First of all, the big story this week is that Andrew Lincoln has been spotted on set and in Sonoya, Georgia, during Woo! the Walking Dead's filming the last episodes. Oh my God! Now we don't know if he's directing some episodes, 
if he's doing a flashback scene, you know, uh, where they want to film like someone's dying and they think of Rick the way Rick thought of certain people when he was allegedly dying, but then didn't, you know, so we don't know why he's there. I don't think it's a welcome back Rick scene. I don't think he's going to be at the, I don't think he's going to show up in the Commonwealth, right? Like he's the, because I I still think he was with the CRM with World Beyond. I think he was that kid's stepfather. That that's, you know, he's the general. That makes sense. Where he changed his name, maybe has amnesia, doesn't remember who he is. One of those things. So we don't know why he's there, but he is there. I didn't want to not mention it because then you guys will go, you guys didn't mention Angela. We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. Okay. Uh, Ross Marquand. Marquand. Who is related to the bullshit in this episode. (laughs) Yes. He was very sad to learn about the show's final season because before he went away on break, uh, he said everyone was discussing plans for season 12 and beyond. Which says to me, let's see, he says, just a short time before we were talking about plans for season 12 and beyond. Uh, This is what he told uh, Insider. He said he was very sad the show would be ending, but there was one thing that made him feel a little bit better. Uh, Quote, I was buoyed by the fact that they were going to be adding uh, eight additional episodes and really telling the story the best way they knew how with this extra elongated season, which is what we're in the middle of now. Mm -hmm. Based on everything they told me, I was actually excited by the end of the phone call as opposed to being very crestfallen. Nice use of the word at the beginning. Uh, But yeah, it hit me like a ton of bricks when I first got the call. So it's clear to me AMC canceled the show. Yeah. We've talked about this before, whether it was contracts, money. Uh, I think, you know, if you if you cancel the show and then rebrand it, call it something else, have a spinoff, then all of the original deals, the contracts, any any deal with the network, that would all go away. You'd have to renegotiate or restart it. Exactly. Everything. Unless you had a... A personal services contract that said, whatever I do for AMC, I get paid. You know, like Daryl and Carol may have had longer contracts. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But the, re- the look, we know the ratings were down since, uh, you know, season eight. And I think maybe the show got too expensive. Because yeah. it sounds like the writers were... There's more news about that we'll get to. But it sounds like the writers <laughs> were full steam ahead for season 12 and 13 and whatever else. And Oh, they were. <laughs> they were. Uh, speaking of which, Jamie, uh, you have some news about that, yes? Yes, so if the final season of Walking Dead wasn't announced, the Reapers probably would have been around for a lot longer. So when the pandemic hit, plans changed. AMC announced in July 2020 that they would extend the series' 10th season by additional six episodes. When that happens, the Reapers' introduction was moved up. So Angela King told oh, Insider so they were gonna in February be the bad guys for the whole season. that the Reapers were originally supposed to be one of the villains for season 11. Yes, for the whole season. And then season in 12 and beyond, like you said, that would have focused more on the Commonwealth story. So when the plans changed and the final season was so announced, they rushed it. both of those stories now had to be told across those 24 episodes for this season. So... They rushed it. So now the writers had to make the Reaper's story start in the bonus season 10 episodes and wrap up with enough time to tell the Commonwealth story properly. And we'll see the Commonwealth story will be the main focus for the show's final 15 episodes. I know. (laughs) See, we could have had... Because look, as far as the Reapers go, they, they were pitched as... These badass militia, yeah. you know, these these, um, these militarily trained killing professionals. 
and they were killing people like crazy, right? And then oh, in the wood, remember yeah. in the woods, they killed, they slaughtered everybody, at least everybody that wasn't a star of the show. Hanging people from trees, they're crazy. Right. They were running by people and cutting their, you know, cutting their throats. And I mean, they were badass. And then all of a sudden, they're not so badass. And Negan beats a guy with a bell. <laughs> Father yeah. Gabriel sneaks up on a guy. And I mean, we'll get to that. But Father Gabriel's limping and he, he beats a, a militarily trained sniper on the roof of a. It just seemed like they were like, all right, let's go. Wrap it up. Let's go. Wrap it up, everybody. You're dead. Uh, And and, and, uh, okay, speaking of wrapping it up, spoiler, uh, Alden dies in this episode. Oh. And you just see him. So Maggie, we'll we'll get more into detail, but Alden, you know what? I'll talk more about this when we get to the part in the episode. Okay. um, Where uh, he actually is found by Maggie at the end. As I I realize now, I kind of want to save what we learned off screen which I thought, again, again, I think it was Rush. Why, they didn't show it, but they assumed we'd figure it out. I didn't now, really realize what happened until I, I watched I noticed the big bloody scar, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I assumed, you know, maybe he did it to himself. You know, like I didn't know. It was one of those, oh, by the way, here's what happened. So I'm going to skip exactly. that and I'll get back to it when we break down the episode. Okay. Speaking of rushing, uh, you have a Norman Reedus <laughs> story about something being rushed? I do. So Norman Reedus thinks Leah and Daryl's relationship was a little rushed. So Insider asked Norman Reedus if there was anything he wished they would have that would have played out differently with his character. One of the moments he brought up was Daryl's relationship with Leah. And he said the relationship with Leah was kind of thrown at us during those COVID episodes. So the Walking Dead boss, Scott and Gimble, previously told Insider they were written with producibility in mind were smaller in scale and scope and featured limited cast members on screen. Oh, so in other words, they did what they could while they were wearing masks and shields and, you know, all the COVID precautions. I get Exactly. That. So that relationship was kind of crammed together in a way that fit with our shooting schedule and storyline for those two people. Norman also pointed out that the show's safety protocols also made it difficult, and he said everyone's got nine layers of plastic on their face, and yeah. we're all kind of very hesitant to get close to one another. So, I mean, that makes sense. I, I get it. All right. Again, we're jumping ahead, but at the end of the episode, Negan leaves, right? Mm. Now, in the comics, he leaves. And so I, I'm wondering if they do something similar to what they did in the comics. So Jeffrey Dean Morgan was uh, interviewed again by The Insider. We get a lot of our stuff from, from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he teased what's going to happen, that he has a, he'll have, when he returns, he'll have a mysterious friend with him. Mm. Now, in one of the trailers for season 11, part two, which came out in January... JDM was with a black woman. Negan was with a black woman who we haven't seen before. So we didn't know who that was. In the comics, Negan disappears and then he comes back for the last episode of the comics. But they don't really say what he what he was doing, where he was. And so a couple of years ago, Robert Kirkman, the creator of uh, Walking Dead, of course, released a one-off comic book called Negan Lives, which showed him meeting a woman named Lucy. So this woman could be Lucy. And he invites her to uh, go with him to the hospital to recover his wife Lucille's body and bury her. So she may be an adapted version of Lucy that he finds along the way. So we don't know how long he'll be gone. If there's a time jump, he could be gone. You know, well, we know there's a time jump because in the trailer for next week, it says six months later. Yes. So Negan could be gone six months. He could be gone longer than that. We don't know. And what a time jump it was. Oh, yes, it was. (laughs) Oh, my God. What else you got, Jamie? 
Um, so when Insider asked JDM, Jeffrey D. Morgan, if there was anything, anything that he wished would have played out differently with his character, he said, I wouldn't have killed Glenn. Wow. And he goes, yeah, that was probably a bad decision. <laughs> now, I wonder if he... I See, okay, so he says... So here's the thing that he wasn't clear about. He's saying his character shouldn't have killed Glenn. Mm-hmm. Or is he saying the show shouldn't have killed Glenn? Oh, I think he means both. Because if, if Negan shouldn't have killed Glenn, right, that means like, you know, because he screwed up Maggie, he pissed off a lot of people. There was more, rev- like there's more people who wanted revenge because of Glenn. Not that they didn't want to defend Abraham. But the Glenn thing was friggin' brutal, right? That was awful. I think as a show, they lost a lot of, followers, a lot of watchers, a lot of mm-hmm. viewers because of the way Glenn was killed, even though it was exactly the way he died in the comic books. We exactly. Talked about, we talked about this four years ago. It's not the same. Seeing it on no. uh, and, and hearing him, uh, oh, God. Oh. You, you know, that was brutal. Oof. So I wonder if he meant both or I wonder if he meant one or the other. I wouldn't have killed Glenn. I guess, I guess he's saying if he was a writer, he wouldn't have killed Glenn. But he didn't say Negan shouldn't have killed Glenn. Uh, so, yeah, that's true. So maybe he means both. I don't know. Uh, I had mentioned earlier that uh, World Beyond's not coming back, but there's uh, another spinoff coming. In addition to the Daryl and Carol show, the Tales of the Walking Dead will debut this summer, which we've talked about. And it's going to be an anthology show, individual episodes. So they announced some of the cast a few weeks ago while we were on hiatus. And we're going to see Terry Crews from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Anthony Edwards, Parker Posey, Poppy Lou. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. And Jillian Bell. I believe that's how you pronounce Bell. B-E-L-L, Bell. Yes. Yes. And it uh, came out last week that there will be an episode featuring Alpha. Oh. Alpha. I'm Alpha. Oh, there will be conflict. Now, here's the thing about the Alpha, Samantha Morton, being in the show. There's no reports of Ryan Hurst, Beta, being on the show. And there's no reports of Lydia, her daughter, being on the show. The actress who plays... Uh, McClatchy, McClinty, McClinty. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, so we don't know if this is a Alpha before she got married, Alpha hmm. before the basement scene, because we've already seen her origin with her husband. Yes. We already saw when she meets Beta, and so if it's going to be during the period of the Walkers, in other words, if it's going to be, I'm sorry, the Whispers, if it's going to be a Whispers episode, then you have to have Beta and and uh, her daughter, unless. There was an episode where she, for some reason, goes off on her own mm-hmm. to recruit more. Like, I, so we don't know when it's going to be. Just that there's going to be an alpha episode. So that should be interesting. R- Ryan, so Beta and um, Lydia may or may not be in the show. We don't know yet. Okay. And I don't know if you saw this, but just last week, they added more people to Tales oh. of the Walking Dead. Still no sign of um, Michael Cutlets, by the way. Oh, still no sign of anyone that was on the show before. And I have to imagine there will be people who were on the show before. Now, keep oh, in mind, it's be. only it's only six episodes. So some of these episodes may have the uh, people I just read mm-hmm. and some of the people I'm about to read. In other words, not all stars of their own show. There may be multiple celebrities in an episode. So here's who they they added. Olivia Munn. Oh, Danny mm-hmm. Ramirez, who was. He was in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think he was the arms expert. He was the guy that worked with uh, Falcon on building him cool gear. Uh, let's see. Loan Chabanol from Baiting Gigolo. Don't know who that is. Don't know if I pronounced it right. Don't care. Don't tweet me. Uh, uh, M. Beth 
Davids, Davids from Ray Donovan and Jesse T. Usher, who's fr- who plays A-Train in one of my favorite shows, The Boys. So, very excited. And The Boys comes back soon. Cannot wait. Cannot <laughs> wait. Jamie, what do you got? So, Lynn Collins teases what's next for her character after The Walking Dead premiere. Oh, that's Leah. And Leah. So, she said in a recent interview, I always think a woman scorned, scorned is a mighty, mighty force, like any sort of revenge, eye for an eye, and I think that's where she's at. I'm scared of her. I'm scared of what she's going to do, Collins added. She's got nothing to lose, literally nothing to lose. It's going to be interesting to see how she comes back if she does. Yeah, if she does. I like the way she throws that in, like, I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, yeah, so, so we'll if just say, I do. If she does. She's back. She's in the trailer. Trailer guy. Trailer guy, yeah. for the. So <laughs> I think, was the trailer for next week's episode? No, I think it was coming up on The Walking Dead. One of them was, uh, it was a montage of clips, and it was horror. Yes. You know, and it was Negan. It was a bunch of different people. Uh, we'll get to the trailers later. So let's uh, let's talk about The Walking Dead. Uh, you said you liked it. I liked it. Uh, I thought it was uh, it was uh, fairly well written. A lot of good action. Uh, the only real Walker scene was the was the bullshit scene we'll talk about. Right? There wasn't any other major Walker scenes. It was all Reaper stuff. Right? Yes. Okay. So in the last episode, way back in October. Leah had just fired the Huacha <laughs> full of arrows. And we saw, I thought we saw from the perspective of Negan and Maggie that they were coming right at them. Right? That's how it ended. Like the arrows were oh, right at yeah, the Yeah, there were like fireworks into the crowd. Okay. So no sign of Negan. And Maggie apparently could duck speeding flaming bolts, uh, arrows and stuff. She ducks for cover in some alcove. And one of the Reapers just happens to be right there. And they start fighting. Again, I know Maggie's a tough woman. I, I, I get it. But this guy is a commando. He's a big dude. Yes. She <laughs> She's <doesn't> tiny. Have, <laughs> I know she trained and she she learned some knife skills and some bow and arrow skills. He's a militarily trained commando. He's His arms of, could be registered weapons for all we know. Okay. So he pushes Maggie's head out into the open as arrow, arrows are whistling by her. But don't hit her. She somehow manages to get back up uh, from a guy holding her like head outside oh and God. fights her way back, shoves the guy into out in the open space. And of course, the second he's out there, an exploding arrow hits him in the abdomen and blows him up. I call that coincidence timing and coincidence aiming <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> that was just, it was, right? Didn't you feel like the second he went out, boom, he's dead. Uh, it, it was like instantaneous. And wouldn't he jump, like flow, throw himself to the ground? I mean, obviously arrows can hit you on the ground at an angle, but he just stood there like, what What am I doing here? You, you don't hear the watcha firing the weapons? Watcha. <laughs> Maggie, uh, after that, runs into a building and runs upstairs. Now, randomly, she just runs into a building, runs upstairs. Negan just happens to be on the same floor of the building and comes uh, out with a badly wounded Elijah. Remember, he got hit with shrapnel last episode. Oh yeah, it's like a year. It's like four years ago. So if you don't remember, you got <laughs> hit with shrapnel. <laughs> so since this used to be where Maggie's people lived, she knows of a secret door in the infirmary they can yes. hide behind. Now I don't know why anyone would have built a secret door in the infirmary prior to the apocalypse, during the apocalypse. Why? But th- there is. Let's just. We'll suspend disbelief. There's a there's a secret door there. Okay? 
Mm-hmm. Maggie says they should wait until the morning and then pick everybody off one at a time. Again, these are trained military people. And Negan says we should just leave, get out of here alive. Like and, fill our arms up and just get the hell out. Yeah, Maggie says, I'm not leaving Daryl and Father Gabriel. So Carver, our favorite Reaper, comes by and he doesn't see them because they're behind the wall. But of course, Maggie has a cutout in the wall so she could see him. I was thinking this whole time the Reapers were there, they didn't discover this door. Come on. Right. And they don't see the big hole that looks like it's yeah, exactly. six by four. Like, it's not like a <laughs> peephole. It's not. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Uh, credits roll. And we come back. We're at Alexandria. Rosita and Lydia are fighting off a herd of walkers trying to come up the steps in the house. Now, remember, they were all in, all the women were in the house. Yep. Uh, and a big I, storm was coming. Yep. I don't remember why they put all the women in the house, but they put all the women and the kids in the house. And Rosita was beaten, uh, was killing walkers on the steps. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and there's this huge storm and the windmill's going to blow over and there's a fire outside. And, uh, and Judith and Gracie are in the basement that's filling with water. Oh, good Lord. Yes. Diane comes out of nowhere, runs down the steps and says, I can't, we can't find Judith and Gracie. Now, we know they've been in the basement, right? And we've already seen the scene from Coming Attractions that Judith is going to drop her knife and Gracie's going to be completely helpless. Oh, my God. Yes. So the two girls walk back upstairs because they don't think the door is going to hold with the, with the rod they put in the door. And, of course, just as they get to the door, a walker puts its fist through the door. Now, Of course. Now, here's the thing. The walkers are coming into the house, right? They don't really know a door from a wall. No. And they didn't see anybody run downstairs. They were kind of screaming, so they may have followed the noise. Uh, maybe. Maybe that's the case. All right. So the walkers are busting through the door. Um, the, the, the adults are worried the windmill's about to fall and create a massive hole in the existing fence they won't be able to fix. We don't ever hear anything about that after that. They don't mention the windmill again. They don't. <laughs> yeah. They're also dealing with fire. They don't mention the fire again after that. Uh, Aaron hears an emergency dog whistle kind of thing, like emergency, it wasn't a dog whistle, you wouldn't hear it, but it was an emergency <laughs> signal and yeah. wants to go help. At that point, I'm like, oh, it must be the girls, they have a whistle. They have, they have a help whistle. Yes. Back at Meridian, Father Gabriel is sneaking around and limping outside, out in the open. He's out in the open. Limping? There's <laughs> militia everywhere. The Reapers are everywhere. He's outside limping. He's about to get shot by some guy in a window. And of course, out of nowhere, Daryl sneaks up on the guy. Daryl's there. They have a knife fight. Daryl stabs him in the abdomen. The guy looks at his own abdomen like, whoa, I got a knife in my belly. Right? Like, <laughs> well, well, I, I, guess I, better, I guess I better limp away fast. Now, wouldn't you take the knife out of your abdomen and then go after Daryl again? You're not going to get away from him by running. No. The door is locked. Right? On the, for some reason, he can't open the door from the inside. What? It's a classroom, it looks like. It looked like a school, yeah, a school room or something. So the door is locked from the outside. He can't open a door. Uh, that seems odd to me that you can't open a door from the inside, but okay. Uh, a walker comes from the outside. You can see the walker through the glass, like through the, the shadow through the glass. And then the head explodes. So now Daryl knows someone's outside, but doesn't know who it is. So he quickly chokes the guy to death so he can't make any noise and throws <laughs> yeah. him on the floor. Leah and some Reaper come in. And notice that that Austin's dead. Fresh kill. Right, because they're like, Austin! They're yelling oh. for Austin. They think, they because they figured Austin was there. He was their sniper in the window. They don't see Daryl. We don't know where Daryl went. Now, there was, again, there was a hallway that Daryl could have run down the hallway and gotten out of there. 
That's what I thought he did. So Leah says, no more, as if she's going to kill Daryl. Like, we're not going to lose anybody else. She doesn't know it was Daryl, but she's like, nope, that's it. No more of this. No more messing around. No more deaths. Daryl is hiding in the closet of the classroom behind a blackboard on wheels. Damn, that was clever. He managed to figure that out instantly. So good for him. Yeah. Okay. They leave and uh, he sneaks out. All right. And before we get to the basement where Aaron is, let's take a quick break. And uh, Jamie, we'll be right back after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Back at Alexandria, we find out it was Judith blowing the whistle. The two girls are on a table, killing the walkers one at a time as they approach the table. Isn't that nice of the walkers to come in a line? In a straight line (laughs) down the stairs. (laughs) A walker grabs Gracie's leg and she panics and Judith drops the sword into the the water. Oh, God. So Gracie is not only completely helpless. She's like, this reminded me of like the Glenn and Nicholas on top of the dumpster scene. Oh, my God. Yes. Where one of them is completely capable and the other one is a crying baby. An idiot. (laughs) I was kind of hoping Gracie went over and, and, you know, they did a fake out death with Judith, but it was Gracie. Oh, by the way, spoiler, uh, Nicholas is dead. Yes. (laughs) So one of them grabs Gracie's arm again and she screams and stands there like an idiot. But the walker doesn't pull her down. It's just touching her arm. Did you notice that? I thought she was going to get sucked under the water. I thought she was going to pull her under the water and then Judith would have to go get the knife or something. I thought they'd have to go underwater and stab them underwater with the knife, with the sword. But we never see the sword. Never see the sword again. Nope. All right. So Gracie's screaming. (laughs) Her father, who has a mace... For a hand, has still not trained her well enough to do something in the face of the walkers. Exactly. I mean, you can't train fear out of somebody, but maybe, you know, explain to her, you know, you got to fight a little bit. Got to fight a little bit. (laughs) Aaron breaks through one of the little basement windows and draws the walkers' attention away as he climbs through the window and starts bashing skulls with his mace hand. That was cool. Nice. One of the walkers pins him down under the water. 
He has no weapon, and it looks like he's going to die at that point. Did you think he was going to die? Uh, it was questionable for sure. So they show the two girls are in the corner of the basement. The water is not so deep that they can't stand. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them bothers to help Aaron. You know what? I said that out loud. I said, what the hell? They're just like not helping him at all. Judith knows there's a sword on the underwater. There's a katana under there. Come on. Go under and get the sword and help Aaron out. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. I thought the uh, same thing. <laughs> all right. Cut to Meridian and Father Gabriel. He runs into the church and finds the Reaper priest. He tell, the, the priest tells Father Gabriel he saw him out by the trees the other day, but the Lord told him he had nothing to fear. So, so now we know he did see him. Right. Now, if the Lord told him that, that was a mistake because he should have had fear of Father Gabriel because Father Gabriel wanted to kill him. Exactly. So if God spoke to him, God lied to him. So Father Gabriel says... They're monsters. They wipe out entire towns. How do you defend these people? They, they kill ch- women and children and you pray for them? And the reaper, the priest says, this is not the question. And Father Gabriel says, he says, oh, mine is not the question. He says, mine is not the question, right? And Father Gabriel says, oh no, you're just following orders. Where have I heard that before? Now, that's an obvious reference to Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. Where all the, uh, the Nazi soldiers, when they were arrested, said, we were just following orders. Well, we were just following the orders. <laughs> Say it with the accent. The priest says, look, blood has always been spilled in the name of religion, but I don't choose violence. He says, Father Gabriel, he goes, you don't hear God anymore? He says, then you weren't listening. You need to listen. He's all around us. He's here now. And the, the priest puts his knife away and tries to talk uh, Father Gabriel uh, you know, down and into believing. Right? It's kind of a real mind F. Like, he was like, you don't hear her anymore, do you? And I'm like, oh, God. Right. He's going to trigger him. <laughs> right. So he says, you wouldn't cut down a man who, who stood unarmed, right? And he puts out his hands to help Father Gabriel. And he says, there's no man beyond forgiveness. Let me help you. And uh, Father Gabriel hears something up on the roof, which we learn later as a sniper. He turns back to the priest and he, he stabs him right in the abdomen. Oof. And he says, I don't believe that. Meaning that I don't believe everyone can be forgiven. Mm-hmm. So when God told this pre- pre- reaper priest, he had nothing to fear. Maybe he meant back in the woods because clearly he had something to fear. Father Gabriel is not a man of the cloth much anymore. No. Uh, okay, now here's I have to call bullshit. I-, I have to call bullshit because it was one of those things where they just did it and you're supposed to just go along with it. Remember that they were hiding in the infirmary in the hidden closet? Right? Yes. Okay. First of all, why was there a closet there? Like, there was a little room. I don't understand why there'd be a room there. But anyway, the plan was to wait until morning and pick them off one at a time. Right? Dumb. And Megan yes. said, I want to get out of here. And she says, I'm not leaving without Father Gabriel and Daryl. But she didn't say anything about going to look for them right there. She said, we'll wait until morning. For some reason, Maggie is running down the hall all by herself. <laughs> what the and hell? Carver, who wants her dead, is doing a Jason... Uh, slash Michael Myers from Halloween. He's walking <laughs> slowly behind her. Oh my God, I hate that. And they always catch up. How do they do it? But he's not shooting her. You know, he's not like bow and arrowing her in the leg so she can't get away. She gets to the end of the hallway. All the doors are locked. Uh, he didn't know that. He didn't know she could. What if she opened the door and ran down the stairs? He's walking after her. First of all, where, where were they that she spotted her and he's running down the hall? 
Well, she's know. running down the hall and he's walking after her. How did that scene happen? I'm calling bullshit on the whole scene. <laughs> I thought they were hiding. Michael Myers. <laughs> so Maggie gets to the end of the hallway. All the doors are locked. Carver's getting cocky. Like, ah, oh, you're not getting away from me now. Aha. Then Elijah comes out of one of the doors and says, you killed my sister. And Carver says, okay, I killed your sister. No kidding. I was there. And then Negan comes out of a door from behind Carver. They all popped out. They set up a trap. But that only works if you knew he'd walk slowly behind Maggie. How'd they even know he was going to walk by at all? Right. How did Negan know to be in that doorway? Show me the scene where Maggie tricks him to follow her. And why wouldn't he like run after her and stab her? What military man is going to like walk? I'm going to catch up to you, young lady. <laughs> so he's like, bring it on. I'm not afraid of the three. You bring it on. Because you got one guy who's limping, who doesn't have his, 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 uh, his, well, he had his sword knives with him, his curved knives. Yeah. But he didn't seem very good at using them all of a sudden. No. And Maggie's Maggie. She got her ass kicked. But here's what oh. I want to bring up about Negan. Uh, when Negan fought Beta, he got his ass knocked on the ground. Right? He was, he's frail. I mean, Jeffrey D. Morgan's a thin guy. He's not a muscular guy. He swings a bat, but he's not a tough guy. Tall and thin. In the comics, Negan is a, is a muscular, huge man. He's jacked. He's intimidating. But every time Negan now gets into a fight, he kind of gets thrown to the side. When he was <laughs> with Rick, they fought evenly. But now, he sort of gets like flung around like he's got nothing. <laughs> so this brings me to Preacher. I'm sorry, not Preacher, Reacher. This brings me to Reacher. It's a new show on Amazon Prime. Now, in the movies that Tom Cruise starred in called Reacher, Tom Cruise is short and thin. Mm-hmm. But in the books the movies are based on, much like Negan in the comics, Reacher is a mountain of a man. Oh, so a lot of okay. fans of the books were disappointed that they picked little Tom Cruise to play the role of Reacher. I get that. Especially that in the books, Reacher crushes people. He does (laughs) things to people that a little Tom Cruise really can't do. Exactly. So Reacher is now a TV show on Amazon Prime, one season so far based on the books. I'm telling you now, it's fantastic. But the man they got to play him. Hmm. uh, Have you seen him? I haven't. Okay, so he played... uh, he was in the Hunger Games. I don't know if he was Turbo. He was one of the guy, the guys in Hunger Games from one of the other uh, districts. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter who he was. He was one of the guys. And uh, look on IMDb. And he played Hawk uh, on, um, on Disney CW TV shows and in Teen Titans. Hawk, not Hawkman, but Hawk and Dove are a, a duo. He played Hawk. Okay. He's 6'5". Oh, and damn. ripped and shredded and massive. <laughs> and it's so much more like the books. Yes. Because he crushes people and he just walks up to them and intimidates them and just brutalizes people. And it's fun and funny. And the fight scenes, look, I don't get paid for this. It's just awesome. So <laughs> it reminded me of how this might be different if Jeffrey Dean Morgan or the or whoever was playing Negan looked like Negan in the comics. Yeah. That's all. It just reminded me of Reacher. So go watch Reacher. You will love it. And if you don't have Amazon <laughs> Prime, I'm not spending your money, but get it if you can. Okay? <laughs> anyway, Carver manages to fight all three of them off. Elijah's down on the ground, and Carver kicks him in the leg where he's wounded. 
That's not nice. Damn. I thought Carver was nice. Oh, please. <laughs> Negan uh, sees something in the staircase and goes to look for it and leaves Maggie alone one-on-one with Carver, who beats Maggie up pretty badly. Oh, God. Like, then Negan, the comes, Negan comes out of the staircase with something that we saw earlier when they were running up the stairs. Yes. It was a bell, and, and it, so it was a fire alarm bell, and there was mm-hmm. a bucket of sand next to the bell, which you would use, I guess, to put out a grease fire maybe, or you know, whatever. So, yeah, come down flames. So he's got the bell and the sand. And uh, again, Carver, militarily trained. He distracts him with the bell. He throws sand in his face like it was a Three Stooges episode <laughs> and then smashes him in the face with the bell. He did. Carver's down. Daryl shows up. Maggie's about to kill Carver with an axe and Daryl stops her. Thanks, Daryl, for showing up after the fight. Carver says something stupid like, you should have killed Daryl when we had the chance earlier. So Daryl <laughs> knocks him out. <laughs> so you're not going to kill him. He says, look, we need Carver alive to get out of this place because Leah will protect him. In other words, we can trade him for our safety. Exactly. Which, right? Elijah says, now Elijah had all his friends wiped out. So he has no interest in, in, in you know, uh, letting them these people live. Yeah. So he says, we can't let them get away with what they did. And then Maggie says, we will get them, just not today. And that reminded me of Rick when he's in the lineup. And uh, yes. he says, I'm, you know, I'm going to you know, get you, Negan, not today. Might not, not to be today, not, but not one be day. tomorrow, but what, right, same thing. So that reminded me of that. Like, oh, man, it won't be today. We'll come back. We'll, we'll get her. Don't you worry. We'll, we'll put it in our planner. We'll, <laughs> we'll put it in our iPhone. Put it in the calendar. <laughs> Go back and get them. <laughs> Daryl calls Leah on the walkie-talkie and says, we need to talk. Now, she could have been like, oh, relationship problems? What? <laughs> Back at Alexandria, Rosita and Diane send Lydia to the basement. Go go help the girls. Wherever they are, go help the girls. We got this. It seems like if the girls were in trouble, why would you send the, the youngest and smallest of the bunch exactly. of you? Exactly. Out of all of you, Rosita should have jumped out the window. Yeah, or Rosita, let Diane go, and Rosita's good at killing. Let her do the killing on the staircase. Yeah. So we, we get back to the basement. By the way, they showed how they filmed the basement scene. It was in Very a giant cool. water tank, like in a, in a studio or, a, you know, whatever the water tank was. And they just filmed like three sides of, they built three sides of this basement. And it, so it was in a giant water tank. So it was, that was cool. They didn't want to, I guess they didn't want to flood a basement. So. Oh, it was temperature controlled and they said it was filtered water. I mean, yeah. they had a bougie in there. It didn't look like it, but they did. <laughs> right. Okay. So Lydia's off to, to go to the basement. Aaron is hanging on a pipe above the walkers. Now, one thing I think I skipped over is that earlier on when he, when he rescued the girls, he pushed them up through the basement window mm-hmm. and then that left him in the basement alone with no way to get out of the basement because they certainly couldn't pull him up. And then the door broke at the top of the stairs and all the walkers fell down the stairs and broke oh, the so staircase. They, they all came down, flying down. Right, so now the basement's filled with walkers. Sorry, I left that part out. Uh, so luckily, I'm calling pipe, pipe height, pipe height bullshit. <laughs> the pipe on the ceiling is just the right height that just the walkers that reach. can't reach him as he's hanging from the pipe, shimmying across the basement. He's got a mace arm, but somehow he's yes. holding onto the pipe with a mace hand and one arm, a wet pipe. Please. He's shimmying on the pipe. All right. They're trying to grab at his legs, but they, they don't bite his feet. 
So, because his feet, the pipe, you know, the pipe was going to break, right? Because it has to break. These are in a real home. These are like two, three inch steel pipes that were welded 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. That can certainly support the weight. But no, he's on one of those tin pipes. <laughs> of course. And you know it's going to break because every rope breaks, every pipe breaks. It never works. And so the pipe breaks. Uh, so he's hanging down and the walkers are grabbing at his legs like, like a pinata. But they're not <laughs> biting his legs. They're just kind of like pinataing his legs. <laughs> then, of course, he manages to get back up. Okay. Lydia arrives. She says, I'll be right back. She goes to get a rope. She goes to get the rope. He's hanging from the pipe. He can't drop down into the water because there's walkers under him. Yeah. He can't let go of the pipe because he's got one and a half arms. The next thing we see. Please. Is she's pulling him out of the window. Yeah. He's got like just like 2% left of his body. We only see like 98% of his body's out of the window already. Somehow. Somehow, she got a rope. She tied it to whatever she tied it to outside. I can't believe that part. She threw the rope to Aaron, who caught the rope. With one hand. Right. She must have leaned in, threw the rope across the room in one try. He caught the rope with what? His one hand while he held on to the pipe with his mace hand. You can't do that. (laughs) Then somehow he tied the rope to what? (laughs) <laughs> and then with a mace hand and his feet and his one hand, he shimmied on the rope across the rope to the window. And there's no way with a mace hand he could get the rope as taut as it was. Like it was so tight right. and perfectly and then, even that he could hang on And it. then how did he get his body? The rope, the I mean, I don't, the rope would have been as high as the pipe, right? Yeah. How did he get out of the window? She pulled him out of the window. Oh, Fine. please. The whole thing is just... We, we want to save him. Let's just put him on a rope. You have to make it somewhat believe. You needed to shoot an arrow. She needed to have an arrow with the rope and then shoot the arrow rope at him and hopefully it lands and he she catches the or it sticks in the wall. But even that wouldn't support him. How did the, like, did he find another pipe to tie the rope around? And how did he get off the pipe onto the rope? It was just all so bad. <laughs> I, I can't. So Marcus, yeah, that's, I can't. Yeah, it was. I call 378% bullshit on that scene. Same. And again, the smallest, if it was Diane who shoots arrows and she's kind of muscular, big big woman, she had the strength maybe to pull him. Lydia's the the smallest of the three women that could have saved him. And where are Judith and Gracie? Why aren't they there? Yeah, they like ran away. We didn't see them. They didn't go and get help because Lydia showed up on her own. So where did they go? They ran off. They ran off, left him there, offering no assistance. My they, God. They didn't get a rope. Somehow Lydia knew where there was a rope. Oh, I'll go to the rope closet. <laughs> and it was just the right length. But the girls could have been by the window yelling, like trying to draw the walkers away from Aaron. In, instead, True. he's in the basement alone. They didn't think to do anything. They just Gracie, ran off. Gracie, go get help. I'll stay here and try to help uh, you know, Aaron. I'll try to pull him up. Something. Nothing. They just left him. So I'm calling little girl bullshit. Little girl bullshit. (laughs) Let's take a break. We'll be right back after this. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Back to Meridian. Daryl and the other three uh, survivors are now no sign of Father Gabriel at this point. They're walking Carver out. Now, they had every intention of leaving right then and there but without Father Gabriel. They didn't yeah, know where Father Gabriel we didn't was. Know where, we didn't know where he was. Right. Elijah says, look, leave me here. If, if you can't make it out with me, then leave me here. And they're like, we're not leaving you no matter what. So there's no sign of Father Gabriel. Leah wants to see Carver before she comes out of hiding. Before She says, my men will come out, but I want to see Carver. Make sure he's alive. So Daryl puts a knife to Carver's neck. And and it walks him out into the open. Now, again, any any marksman, any trained military person would just shoot Daryl in the head. Oh, exactly. Right there. Right there. Daryl says they're going to leave. And when we get far enough away, we'll release Carver. We'll let him go. Now, if you released Carver, wouldn't he just attack you right then and there? He then says to Leah, look, you could join us. We shouldn't be fighting. Look, we survived all these years. Join us. I can help save your family, what you have left of it. Save our family. It's a win-win. She gets uh, she gets on the walkie. She calls for Jensen. Uh, he's a sniper who shoots, who shoots at Daryl's feet. She then says, everyone needs to come out. And I'm not sure why they listened. Like she said, everyone needs to come out. I guess they were afraid the sniper was going to shoot somebody. So Leah says, oh, yeah. release Carver or the sniper's going to shoot Maggie. Oh my God. Yeah. Or kill the woman. She said, or something like that. Yeah. So I wrote, I'm assuming at this point, father Gabriel's going to save the day. Now I didn't know how, but I figured he's the only one not there. He's mm-hmm. got to save the day. So they release Carver and now they're all out in the open with no weapons, except Maggie has a gun in her back, right? She has the gun in her back of her, uh, her butt crack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, good thing. Daryl gave her the gun. Yeah. Because now she's got the gun to do what she's going to do a little bit later. Elijah says, I'm not letting Carver get away with what he did. Now, Carver may have killed his sister, but they were all guilty of killing everybody. 
and he starts limping. He's got a crutch. They must have gotten the crutch in the infirmary. And he's got his carved axe thing. And Leah says, if you take one more step, I'm going to have to have you shot by Jensen. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you shot. He takes like two or three more steps. He's, he's Oh, my God. I know. But Jensen doesn't shoot. Mm-hmm. And then Elijah falls to the ground. Then the sniper shoots Carver in the leg. Leah yells, Jensen! Jensen! <laughs> and nobody answers. Uh-oh. So Father Gabriel says, call me Gabriel. He says, there's no Jensen here. Call me Gabriel. Gabriel. (laughs) So he's badass. So he took, he overpowered Jensen, who didn't hear him limping on the roof. With nothing but a sword, Jensen had a sniper rifle. He snuck up on Jensen. Now, I could see him killing him with with the sword if he was able to sneak up on Jensen. I'm not sure how he snuck up on Jensen. Especially Maybe Jensen when, was in the zone and he just got him. Yeah, Jensen was so loud, Father Gabriel heard him on the roof. So how quiet is the roof if it's creaky? Exactly. Okay. Leah says, your guy can't take us all out before we take some of you with us. Now, oh, she doesn't right. know who's on the roof or what his talent is, but okay. So let us leave. Maggie says, Daryl, what do you think? And Daryl says, Daryl gives the look like, you know, I'm going to leave, man. She's hot. I banged her. You know, come on. <laughs> and then Maggie asked Negan what his vote is. I was surprised. Damn. He, he was like, what right? do you think, Negan? And he's like, you know what I think? Because Negan already said, my one mistake was not killing all of you. Because mm-hmm. they'll just come back to haunt you. So Maggie says, drop your weapons and get out of here. Then Leah says, not without Carver. Although no one told her at that point she couldn't take Carver. Yeah. They didn't say leave without Carver. So then Maggie says, well, you can't take Carver. Well, what you put the idea in her head. Oh she, was, she wasn't saying you couldn't take Carver. Oh, yeah. So Leah looks at Daryl like she wants him to intervene or something. But Daryl doesn't, right? Because nope. how many times has Leah like, turned her back on every time? He's like, uh, let, let's try to work together. Let's, and he, she, she ratted him out that, and, and claimed he killed uh, Pope. Uh, Pope, which he didn't. And now he's like, why don't we you know, come with us? And she's like, got a sniper on the roof. So she tells one of her guys... To, uh, to do it, meaning drop their weapons. I thought she meant kill Carver. She's like, just do it. So the three of them walk away and leave Carver on the ground. But she says goodbye to Carver. At that point, you had to know she knew they were going to kill Carver, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there was kind of no way around it, I think. Right. So he's family, but she's leaving Carver because she's going to save the other two guys and her. So Maggie goes to see if Elijah's okay. And Elijah says, you got to kill them for all, all, all they did. Right, you have you got to kill them, because Elijah is not the forgiving type. No, he's not. He is mad. Maggie gets up, and goes behind all three of them and takes the gun Damn. out of her. And Daryl does. I, his, he can't stop her. She shoots the guy on the right. She shoots the guy on the left, and then she shoots Lee in the shoulder. Now that's plot armor. That's like don't shoot the star of the show. Don't shoot mm-hmm. the main actress. If you're Maggie, wouldn't you have shot her first? Headshot. Now, maybe she thought the two guys had guns and was more armed and that maybe Leah was the only one reasonable or maybe she was the one who runs slowest. I don't know. She She was the leader, though. You need to take her out. Yeah, so she shoots the two guys. At this point, she shoots Leah. Daryl has not done anything to intervene yet at this point. And one of the guys isn't dead. So when Daryl starts walking over, she shoots one of the guys who wasn't dead yet. Now, on Talking Dead, someone asked... Maggie, Lauren Cohan, if which was a stupid question. 
He's like, did Maggie shoot her because she missed or because she only wanted to wound her, you know, for Daryl, like for Daryl's sake. And I'm thinking Lauren Cohan knows why she shot her in the shoulder because she's going to be on other episodes. Exactly. She didn't shoot her like as a favor to Daryl, you know, because obviously, I mean, look, her aim was good enough. She shot the two guys, but one of them didn't die. She did have to shoot the second guy again or the first guy again. It wasn't like she shot them both in the head and then missed Leah running. Exactly. So Negan's watching the whole thing like, okay, so we had a deal to let them <laughs> he go. He was taking mental notes. Right. She's like, we had, a, <laughs> we had a deal to let them go. And Maggie did what I would have done, which is shoot them anyway. Kill them anyway. Right. She picks up one of Elijah's weapons because now Daryl has gone off looking for Leah. And mm-hmm. Negan's just standing there watching Maggie. And of course, she kills Carver. Negan's just looking like, okay, all right. Oh, shit. <laughs> I found it interesting that although Maggie hadn't forgiven Negan, she's able to work with him, fight with him, plan that, that, that alleged trap in the hallway. And uh-huh. she clearly must respect him a little bit because she asked his opinion on the Reapers, right? Even though Negan, Negan killed her husband. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, Glenn's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Daryl's looking for Leah. He doesn't see her. She's hiding in like a garbage pile. He says, that's not what I wanted. You got a second chance. You know, we both could have been together. And she's got the, the you know, the, the shot in the shoulder thing. Daryl yeah. doesn't find her because he's not looking very hard. No, he's a tracker, right? He knows she's there. That's why I made the speech. Yeah. He, know, he right. let her go. Right, because if he brings her out, Maggie's going to kill her. Oh, yeah. Because she, he'd be able to follow the blood drips. He's a tracker. But he made it like, I can't find you, but all right. So he says, Why don't, he says you better go, you know, go before before we change our mind. Like, get out of here. Yep. Uh, now then, did you notice who showed up at that point? Perfect timing. Is it Gabriel? Nope. Dog. Blank. Oh, where was he? D- no idea. First of all, what? no idea no idea other than dog was like save the day once. Why <laughs> you would bring a dog on a on a on a war? Like you go on a war against the Reapers. Why would you bring your dog? So dog has been safe this whole time. Even with the hotcha shooting arrows all <laughs> over the place, dog was fine. Yeah, you're right. Now dog shows up. Dog's I'm I'm ready to go. We leaving? I'm ready to go. Here I am. Ready to go. So, I love dog. Maggie tells uh, Father Gabriel and Elijah, I'm going to go on by myself. Uh, I'll be back soon and, and leaves. Negan uh, watches her walk away. Uh, again, like, he, I don't know if he thought maybe she was going after Leah, but she, she leaves. She goes back to the church to find Alden, right? We forgot about him. I, yeah, he, I did. He disappeared like seven episodes ago. They left him <laughs> at the church. At this point, I'm like, there's no way he's alive. She goes into the church, a walker attacks her, but it's not Alden. She continues into the church and she's looking for Alden. But now if Alden was in there after all this time, wounded and bloody, how could he be alive if the walker was in there with him? Exactly. At first I was like, who is that? She finds him. He's crawling on the floor. He's a walker. Mm. He's dead. Now she starts caressing his face, right? Because she cared about him. It was a little much for me. Yeah. Because it she was, was putting her like, hands right by his mm, mouth. I know. I'm like, girl, you're going to get bit. And then he, he crawled into her lap. Yeah, that was a little weird. And then you heard a crunch. 
Was there a split second where you thought he bit Maggie? Like she let him, she let herself get bitten. It almost looked like it was going to lead there. I'm like, no, she has Herschel. She's not going to let herself get in that situation. But it was kind of weird. Right. So then the crunch was she stabbed him in the head. Yeah. She killed him. Now, let me go back to my notes because I wanted to read the quote from all from the actor who played Alden. Because what we learned on Talking Dead is that Alden didn't die from his wounds. We didn't see it because they rushed the show. Mm-hmm. But Reapers tracked him down or found him in the church. And they broke his legs. Oh. And they slit his throat. Mm. That's why he couldn't walk because his legs were broken. And if you looked, when he first like lifted his head up, his neck was, was a complete red line and bleeding. Exactly. So they cut his throat and let him turn into a walker and broke his legs. So oh. they, not only did they find him and he was dying. So we don't, we don't I, I doubt he would have survived anyway. He really went through it. Right. But, I mean, as far as, like, had they not found him and, and made him worse, but they decided to kill him. So, in case you're wondering, that's what happened to Alden if you didn't watch Talking Dead. And to which I say, why aren't you watching Talking Dead? <laughs> so, she goes outside and she buries him. Now, she had to have, I don't know, dug a hole, which takes an hour, right? That's a lot of work. A lot of work. And then she put the dirt back. She built a cross. Somehow she had rope or whatever to build a cross out of two sticks. Mm. And she buries him, and then Negan comes along, perfect timing, with a pipe in his hand. Like, you know... Holding it like Lucille there. Right. And she's on the ground. Now, he says, you were always going to do what you did, meaning kill them. That wasn't spur of the moment. You were always going to do that. Mm -hmm. He says, I don't blame you, really. But you see, when it comes to me, promise from you or not, it's a matter of time before you make the same call. In other words, you promised you wouldn't kill me, but you promised them you wouldn't kill them. And you killed them. So Maggie slowly starts reaching for her knife. Where, where's her gun? Where, where's oh, the remember, gun? Remember Did she, she give went it to, to shoot? No, she shot all the three people, and then when she went to shoot Carver, there were no more bullets. Oh, That's right, right. She, she had bullets. Thank you. Yep, yes, right. she was out of bullets. Right, out of bullets. Okay. So now she's got the knife on her hip, and she's reaching for her knife like if Negan's going to try because anything, she's right? She's scared, yeah. Right. Negan says, I'm not going to give you the chance to do that. And he's still got that pipe. Like, you know, she's crazy. Why would you stand there giving her the thought? And I know it's for our benefit. We're supposed to think he's going to do something. Well, he's crazy too. (laughs) Right. He says, I'm going to be on my way. And he walks away. Now, I think Angela Kang mentioned on Talking Dead that there was a scene in the comics where Negan is burying Lucille the Bat. Yes. And Maggie comes up on him. And it looks like yes. she's going to, you know, kill him and doesn't. So they reversed it. And this time Negan came up on her at a grave. Flipped it and reversed it. Flipped it and reversed it. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl and Father Gabriel are talking in the woods as they're cooking, I don't know, a, a, a raccoon to eat, whatever it was, uh, about safe choices. And uh, Father Gabriel says, I'm trying to believe, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to find faith. A walker, of course, out of nowhere, from the perfect angle, comes out of the woods, and an arrow takes out the walker, and it's Maggie. Maggie shows up. She kills the walker. She tells them Alden is dead. Father Gabriel asks about Negan, and she says he left. Well, wouldn't Negan have left them? Exactly, unless he just snuck, did an Irish exit, and no one's noticed. Why did, would they, <laughs> why, how would they know that she knew what happened to Negan? 
Maybe they thought she ran into him or he followed her or. I don't know. Did he say, I'm going to get Maggie? We didn't see how he ended up there. He just kind of snuck off in the in the quiet. Unless he said, I'm going to go find Alden because it was Negan knew about the church. Negan and Maggie brought him there. So that could be it. So maybe he said, I'm, she must have gone to the church. I'm going there also. Maybe he must have said yeah. something. All right. All right. So they get back to Alexandria and they fix the wall. They put out the fire. Everything's hunky dory again. Carol and Jerry are on the wall. They see Daryl and the gang approaching. Jerry says, where is everyone else? Meaning all of Maggie's people and Alden. Uh, They're all dead. They're all dead. Herschel and Judith come running to say hi. They bring back food. Lydia asks where Negan is. Daryl says, he's not coming back. Here's the scene. Okay, be honest with me, Jamie. Okay. Daryl sees Connie for the first time, right? Because this is, she's just came back. Yes. He's never seen her. He hasn't. And he's like, oh, you're kidding me, right? And he sees Connie. How did you feel then? How are you feeling? I was I was a little uh, a little jealous, but I, I I was actually really happy for them that they reunited. It was nice. I I like him better with Connie than Leah. <laughs> okay, but you didn't get emotional. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Oh, I cried like I did cry like a baby when Maggie found Alden. Oh no! <laughs> I cried so hard. <laughs> It was embarrassing. I had that queued up on my phone. <laughs> I still haven't, oh, I, I haven't brought I the cried. audio home. So yeah. I knew you were You're like, I was happy. Jamie. You know, I think she's better. <laughs> Tell with me the truth. Jamie. <laughs> Get to the part where you're, you're like, but it was a nice Jamie. All right, I was crying. <laughs> I always cry at least once an episode. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, Jamie's crying. I'm crying. Jamie's crying. Let's you know, I have a little more of the song. Let's play a little more song. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can't play any more than that for legal reasons. Oh, I love okay. it. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got it. Okay. Okay. Ah. Uh, Father Gabriel tells Aaron that Alden is gone and that so many gave their lives so that they could survive. Well, that sounds nice, but all those people are dead. I wish that big man mountain of a guy didn't die. That 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 uh, the the uh, the guy with the beard, the giant. That Maggie brought from her group. Oh, God. Yeah. What was Duncan? Yeah, Duncan. He had a cool name. Yeah. He reminded me of Michael Clark Duncan. Just the name Duncan yes, reminded me of Michael did. Clark Duncan. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and they killed him right away. Like immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So back to Jerry on the wall. I have to call perfect timing bullshit. Daryl and the group have been gone fighting the Reapers for how long? I don't know, a few days, a couple oh, days, whatever it's been. It's been a hot minute. The minute yeah. they come back and the fire's out and the storm's over, right? Perfect timing. The Commonwealth show up. As soon as the Reapers are done, now the Commonwealth showed up. They didn't show up when there was a fire. They could have helped. They didn't show up when the walls were being torn down. As soon as there's no reason for them to show up. They show up. They show up. They show up. Thanks a lot, Commonwealth. You even see Father Gabriel, they mentioned on Talking Dead, he's like, puts his hand down like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, can we have like one minute yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to regroup? <laughs> yeah. And then Eugene comes running out of the back because they're like, oh, Lord, Daryl, because Daryl says, everybody arm up. Now, everybody at the Commonwealth has automatic weapons and Daryl's getting like a crossbow and some bow and arrows some bows and arrows against automatic weapons and a, and a wall that could fall down any moment. <laughs> so then Eugene comes running out of the middle of the pack. Whoa, 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 it's me, it's me. Well, two things here. 
Number one, the last time Eugene showed up with a bunch of people, he was with the Saviors. Oh, my Lord. Yes, he was. <laughs> Couldn't trust him then, right? So we don't know if he's turned, he's turned coat. Like he's, we don't know what's going on. Now, if, if you know walking up, first of all, shouldn't you be in the front telling people where to go? Oh, my God. Absolutely. And you should, they should see Eugene before anybody. Right. What was he doing? So Hanging they, out in the back? Like yeah, he was. Eating grapes? What was he doing? In, in the way back. No, yeah, exactly. No. What, what, please. Uh, anyway, Eugene says, hold on, hold on, hold on. They are here to help. So they let them in. They call a town meeting. And uh, the so- you see the soldiers, the stormtroopers are already like fixing stuff. They're helping out. They're unloading supplies. And Eugene tells, tells the story of what happened. And then he says, um, you know what? Before I, I let me let me ha- bring the guy out who's going to tell you about uh, give you all the details, and he calls out Lance Hornsby, who we already know is a sneaky bastard. I don't yes. trust Lance Hornsby. Hornsby doesn't sound like a trustworthy name. Hornsby. Yeah, and Lance. No offense if your name is Lance, but Lance is like, Lance is like, eh, he's not the guy you trust. Yeah. L- like Lance. Lance is like, eh, Lance. Lance. You don't trust Lance. <laughs> Now, Lance. if you're a Lance, I apologize. You're probably a good Lance. We're sorry, Lance. But yeah. But you know what? If your name's Hornsby, I, I'm sorry. I don't trust you. Now, if your name's Lance Hornsby, I definitely don't trust you. I double don't trust you. I double don't trust you. All right. So uh, he says, uh, it's very impressive what you've built here with your communities. Well, I understand that Eugene may have told him about the other communities, but let's look at the other communities. Hilltops burnt out to the ground. Yeah. Right? The, 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 um, the kingdom is destroyed. It's in shambles. They had to leave the kingdom. The pipes were bursting. So what do they have left? They, they don't know about the girls yet, right? At, at um, what's it? Oceanside. Oceanside. So what communities have they built? There's only one community left and it just burned. And it's, there's literally behind him as he's speaking, it's all on fire and there's dead bodies everywhere. It's right. such a shit there's show. There's dead walkers, bodies, the church <laughs> oh, is horrible. destroyed. He's like, it's like, <laughs> oh God. No, look, if they had, if he had been there six months earlier when they were farming. Oh, you know, yeah. And, and right, like, this is impressive. But he's looking, he's going, oh, you guys managed to burn everything down inside these walls that have fallen down. Good job. Good job, guys. He says, uh, he says, look, we'd be more than happy to give you guys supplies, whatever you need to rebuild this uh, area. He says, but I've got a better option if you'd like. So, so first of all, what would be the motivation of giving them stuff to rebuild? That was my first thought. If it wasn't to help the Commonwealth, right? What were you thinking, Jamie? I thought, why would they help them? For what? Unless, and then I thought he was going to say, if you give us scraps and supplies back, like once you get up on your right. feet, like I thought there had to be a trade-off. No, I, just... I think he says that. Yeah. So you'll think he's a trustworthy guy. Oh, he's willing to help us. Oh, yeah. for no reason. He'll just uh, nice man. He'll give us supplies and uh, we don't have to do anything. Right. Just promise not to attack. Exactly. And come we get now. to keep Eugene and you guys can come visit if you want, but we'll, we'll give you thousands of dollars or, you know, as far as, you know, value, exactly. whatever. Yeah, no big deal. I'm Lance Hornsby. You can trust me. I'm Lance. <laughs> I got a nice suit. Exactly. I, I'm going to hope people listening, you guys, you guys listening that you're thinking to yourself, I'm going to, tw- I'm going to tweet these guys at David Brody at the talking Jamie at walkers underscore talkers. You're thinking to yourself, uh, you know what? I'm going to tweet them. Yeah. I know a Lance. I don't trust him. <laughs> Right? Please guys, tweet us. Right. And I, again, if your name is Lance, we apologize. But if you guys know a Lance, you know. You know what I'm talking about. You I knew know. a Lance. I knew a Lance. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Okay. 
So the Commonwealth, so, so flash forward says six months, six months later. What did you think they were going to show six months later? That they were either all still at Alexandria or they were all at Commonwealth. Right. I thought Alexandria would be rebuilt. Nope. We see Maggie and Elijah on the fence, on the wall at Hilltop. So we don't know how many people are at Hilltop, but they managed to rebuild the walls that were burned and destroyed. I guess some of them just fell. They put them back up, I guess. They managed to, to repair all the walls and make it safe, I guess. I guess so. Now there's Commonwealth troopers. The stormtroopers are outside the fence. Maggie's up on top of the fence. And the lead, the lead stormtrooper says, open up. And she says, oh it doesn't have to be like this. And then, uh, reminiscent of Luke and Han taking their helmets off outside the trash compactor area when they're trying to free Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> in Star Wars, the original one, episode four, The New Hope, A New Hope, 1977, I believe May 25th, which by the way, oh, wow. the um, 45th anniversary is coming up, oh, May 25th. Wow. Yes. Big deal. Mm, anniversary it is. Uh, <laughs> Yoda, not in, in the first Star Wars movie. Not. Not. No, that was, but Chewbacca was. So there well, you go. The, he was in it. Anyway, so 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 who takes off their helmet? Daryl takes off his helmet. He's a freaking stormtrooper now. What in the hell? I literally, go, I, I was like, what? Out loud. What is going on? What? In what? six months, unless, wow. unless they, like, they threaten to kill dog, what is going on? What, what, what? Because he's the not words one to be the, swindled. Of, so, is it Kyle's now. mother on South Park? What, what, what? <laughs> I think it's Kyle's mother. Yeah, anyway. So a scene from next week, Maggie's saying to somebody she doesn't trust, to Daryl, I don't trust these people. And Daryl says, I'm asking you to trust me. There's a missing, a missing person sign for fake Stephanie on the bulletin board. Fake Stephanie. I think they killed fake Stephanie or put her in jail because she was helping Eugene get to the communications in the building. Unless yes, she ratted she him out. We don't know. But she's missing. Uh-oh. But we know she's not really Stephanie. So why would she have her name Stephanie on the sign if only for that's for Eugene to see? Because anyone that knows her knows her name isn't Stephanie. And that reminds me of another thing. Exactly. How did no one in town walk up to her and go, hey, Mary? Thank you. What did they alert the whole town, by the way? Call me Stephanie. Right. Or is her name also Stephanie, but not the same Stephanie? (laughs) I don't know. We already know Stephanie's the black woman who works in uh, Hornsby's office or no, the governor's office. She's the secretary. That's Stephanie. So fake fake Stephanie. Right. What? R.S. Right. Real Stephanie. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, You see Eugene sneaking around. Stormtrooper Daryl is walking Father Gabriel and Aaron as if they're prisoners. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe they they held back. Maybe they don't don't want to conform. But it looks like he's arresting them. I can't tell. Negan's looking at something. They show him in the trailer looking at something. Leah all dirty and grubby, but her hair looks awesome. And her (laughs) bullet wound looks like it was sewn up. So wherever Hmm. she ended up. Now, the insider had an interesting theory that maybe Leah ended up with CRM. Oh. Hmm. And that maybe she goes to the movies or, well, she doesn't because we see her on the show. Or maybe she's, she finds Rick or something. That's, that theory is that maybe she's helpful in finding Rick. 
I don't see that happening. I think the insider is is uh, is, is on crack on that one. <laughs> it's a crack. <laughs> Aaron is shooting something. Uh, Elijah, Diane, Lydia, and Maggie are running in the woods, killing walkers. And a com- there's a Commonwealth soldier on the ground, bloody and crawling on the ground. And then you cut to Mercer holding one of his curved sword knife things, covered in blood. He's covered in blood. Now, did he kill the Commonwealth soldier or did he just kill a bunch of walkers? I think they're misleading us. We don't know. Uh, they do that a lot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, before we break down Talking Dead, let's take a break. We'll be right back after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. All right, so we just took a break and uh, we're finishing, we're wrapping up. There's not a lot going on, but uh, we just took a break late because I was on a roll. Jamie, I was on a roll. You know I was on a roll. You were at a roll. <laughs> I, I, we've had so, we've snappy banter that's been building up since, God, Catch Halloween. Up snappy banter. Maybe? I don't know. Uh, Christmas well, no, time. We did, uh, Christmas was it? Christmas? We. It was. I think. It, I think it was December. Because we did Fear the Walking episode. Dead, right? So it's been a while. Maybe early December. Extra thick. Remember. Uh, I'll take your word for it. So <laughs> Our talking, episode. <laughs> talking Dead. Lauren Cohan, Lynn Collins, Angela Kang. They were working from home again. Uh, we talked about what they talked about. Uh, the listener asked Lauren Cohan why she shot the guy, why she shot Lee in the shoulder. Angela Kang, uh, you know, talked about Alden being uh, killed by the Reapers, and uh, Lynn Collins is goofy. You realize that she's kind of goofy. She likes to t- she likes to talk. She's ditzy, like she's yes, not she serious. She's not serious like a character. And I know she's an actress, but she's kind of ditzy. You know, I, in a good way. I like that she's ditzy in a good way. <laughs> but she's so serious on the show. Like she's never fun. She's never funny on the show. No, in real she's life, not. she's kind of like she's kind of goofy. You know, <laughs> like she stuck her finger in a socket. I don't know. Can't figure it out. <laughs> Scenes from next week. Now this was kind of weird. Well, so Daryl, Judith, and RJ are in a haunted house. You don't know it's a haunted house, but they show a zombie coming at them, a walker coming at them, and Daryl's like, "Ah, oh, it's close enough." Because I guess uh, RJ was getting scared. Because you know Judith wasn't getting scared. 
Yeah, because at first I thought, I'm like, is he smirking? Like, yeah. Daryl kind of looked different, his vibe, and, and then I'm like, okay, all right. Right. So he, so the, the zombie's like, all right, man, all right, no problem. They were in a, they were in a haunted a house. They were in a haunted house. And rather than ghosts, they have walkers, right? That's uh, sick. And Jerry's there walking around the carnival. They're all having a great time at Commonwealth, like like the fair. Like, yeah, it was like, it was literally a Halloween fair. It was like, oh, look at this. This is great. Life oh, is great. Hi. Life is great. Life will not be great. I'm telling you, they're not going to spend 15 episodes with Life is Perfect. Nothing works out. Either they're going to be cannibals or they're going to torture them. Oh, my God. Put them to work. Someone's going to die. You know they're bad people. You know they're bad people. Right? It's going to happen. Yeah. And 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 uh, didn't, uh, didn't what's-her-face's brother get arrested? Yumiko's brother got arrested because he was oh, lying yeah. about being a doctor. And they're, she, they're not she good ratted him out. They're not good people. Not good people. You know, look, we already know from the comics that they're not the best people. And Sebastian, the kid... Bratty son of a bitch. He, oh, he he's does an some, asshole. He does some not nice things in, in, in the comics. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. What he does is not nice. So we, let's enjoy the next 15 episodes. The Reapers are gone. Leah is not. So she's a Reap. She's just a Reaper by herself. Reaping. A Reap. <laughs> she's Reap girl. So that's it. Well, we're back. Um, Yay. I, I, I hope we can do an episode every week. I don't know. You know, life gets in the way sometimes. And look, yeah. I'm working on vacation, so who the hell knows? Yeah, you are. Anyway, thanks for being patient. Thanks for waiting for us. Thank uh, you, If guys. you didn't wait for us, we don't know because you're not here to tell us you didn't wait. <laughs> and and, and you won't, you're not hearing us tell you to tell us if you didn't wait. But hopefully you're, uh, you're glad we're back. Are you glad we're back, Jamie? I am thrilled we're back. I missed our snappy banter. Thank you. And you know what? All this time, it's been on. We haven't <laughs> been able to shut it down. It's no, been haven't. on the whole time. <laughs> it has been on. <laughs> I, I, the electric bills are going to be extremely high. <laughs> so I think it's time, Jamie. What time is it? It's time, it's time to, to shut, to this, shut shit this shit down. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.